Hello, and welcome to episode 219 of Relics of, Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybok. It has obviously been a long time since I've done this because I flubbed the opening, and I usually don't do that. But I'm joined, as usual, with my wonderful co-host, Spirit. How are you doing this evening, Spirit? Hi, hello, it's me, your your friend in your ear hole that wants to be here every week, but is here uh, when I can, which is not every week anymore. Hi, yeah. hello. Yeah, I mean, well... Yeah, we're here every week that they that life permits and that there's interesting things <laughs> yeah. to talk about. So, you know, we're we are inconsistent and that at this point is part of our brand. But also joining us this evening is a uh, longtime host, uh Vrabin. How are you doing this evening, Vrabin? I'm doing great. At least we're not, you know, done and gone. We're still going. We're limping along, but I shouldn't say limping. We're going. Yeah. We're just no we're infrequent. Yeah. No, I'm doing great. I'm really, really enjoying playing Guild Wars when I have time to play it. Um, I mean, we've only done, what, a couple shows since since the year started, and this is the first time I've been in a while. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel bad that we haven't, because I've been enjoying Guild Wars so much. I'd say since mid-late 2016, it seems like the game has just gotten better. Um, there's so much to it. Um, and I enjoy just being in the world more than I used to, and I don't know why. It's, it's, it's you know, everything has come together and i think it's living up to the original game in a lot of ways um i'm i'm having so much fun and going on alts and you know building my alts and getting all the materials i need it's probably because i'm a hoarder but yeah um i just like the game the which fractals are fun world view world is fun even though they don't update it and you know i'd even got a chance to do some raiding um uh, with a group in the guild that was raiding for a while um and that was great too i was fun to dip my toe in that and i really want to finish that out or finish out enough reading so i can get my legendary armor but we'll see when when that happens yeah, I've just been really enjoying Guild Wars 2 for the last at least year. It's been great. I think it's gone in a great direction since uh, early 2016, is, is what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say. <laughs> so two, years say. A, two and a half years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's, that well, it's is... All, it's, it's all culminated from there. I mean, if you'd asked me then, I'd have been still oh, bored. It's the same old, same old. But from that point, from mid-2016, I can't really pin it, I'd say, I think it started changing and starting getting better. And this is just all my opinion. I've, maybe there's some weird thing going on in my life and I enjoy it more for some reason. It's not that different. But um, in my opinion, it's just gotten better since then. And I've enjoyed the game so much more than I had previously. I mean, I've enjoyed it almost as much as I did original Guild Wars. Well, it's also possible that since you have less time to play it, you've taken a step back and are playing it uh, more casually than you maybe once have, and the game is quite good to play casually in that manner. Uh, I find that the more hardcore you are in Guild Wars, often the more you will burn out. Uh, so... I don't know, though, because I've had hardcore times. I mean, earlier this year, I did Fractal Dailies every day for two and a half months, and it was awesome. Yeah, but like two and a half months isn't that long <laughs> i don't know it felt like a long time but it was still fun um and but no and i'm when i say yeah i, I think you're right when you're too hardcore it's not as much fun but even you know the lore and the story building everything that they've gone um you know it, it feels like they've really started to go back towards uh um, the original lore and i think that really grabs me too yeah well you and i have always been big uh, guild wars one fans and so i think I think that the more they lean in that direction, the happier we're going to be just sort mm -hmm. of as a default. Um, so, And I, th I think that's a large part of it, but I don't know. I just have been really enjoying the game right now. That, uh, I, have, I have a half-formed question about that. Or yeah. I have some thoughts, because one of the things that's kind of been bothering, not bothering me to the point that I'm upset about it or anything, but as a fan of 
two of the races that didn't really get showcased in Guild Wars, um, namely the Char and Norn, which almost all of my characters are at this point. Um, I haven't seen a lot moving in that direction, and I want to see more uh, Char and Norn lore. And it seems like we're we're just constantly getting pulled back to like human human focused lore. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I enjoyed Guild Wars One and all the stuff that went on with that, but I'm. As well, someone who is a fan could... of those things, I am feeling like it's been a long time since we got thrown a bone, you know? Like, yeah, I was all about the Solari, and now I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll get a Norn expansion someday. They could stick to old lore and do an awesome Char expansion. I would love to go deeper into Char territory. Yeah, I was going to say, um, given given the way that the Char have progressed, I they, they could have really used... Um, path of fire as a char expansion right it's like Mm -hmm. char Mm -hmm. moved south and now they are encountering you know like char trying to deal with kralkatoric and have moved south and are dealing with the undead armies of joko because that's where they live uh yeah i mean that's that that could have been done that would have been cool yeah um, but we did get the uh almar karan or i'm saying that yeah i wanted to bring them up because uh you could you could say definitely that um, the Olmacan are bringing something in from the Charlor, but mm-hmm. my gripe with them isn't that you know Char were forgotten or ArenaNet didn't try or anything. It, it's more that um, the the basic premises that the game was set up on, like uh, there's this whole conflict with the Char and the treaty and stuff, like the, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. has happened off camera. Yeah. Um, you know, where the commander's not involved in it. And I, I know I don't want to get too much into this today, but uh, I had a big turning point in season three where I got super disengaged from the story uh, when Brom broke the tooth. Was that season three? Yeah, that was season yeah, three. I think oh so. my god, there's so many seasons. What season are we even on anymore? Four. Yeah, I know. I'm season a four? Okay. Yeah. At the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, so last so, season. Yeah, so when Brom broke the tooth and. Uh, that was supposed to be a major defining mm-hmm. moment for my favorite race in the game. Not necessarily that I didn't break the tooth, although, you know, uh, coming into the game, you would think that maybe the commander might be the person who to, who would do it. Um, but the fact that my entire favorite race was about to go to war with the biggest dragon, it was the biggest event in Norn history, and we just kind of picked our nose and we're like, hmm, Fire Island sounds neat. <laughs> we- <laughs> we let let's Mom fight a different dragon do that without us and i i realize there are things around it but that that really stung for me and damaged my uh engagement with the lore and i i still enjoy playing the living story and stuff i still do it it's not like i'm a oh i can't stand story in games and i raid and i like, i'm not grumpy about it or anything but it did really hurt um my yeah, I guess I get my engagement. It felt my, like it, my interest uh, in speculation. And, it felt like and a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You make a really good point because they built on that specific thing you're talking about. I mean, the tooth breaking was supposed to be a big moment, and it was just kind of brushed under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. Plus, we all hate Brom anyway, so. Yeah. I don't know. Brom's weird. He's like, he's getting better. It's been like way too long for him to get better, but yeah. like we're getting there. I really like the character the character development you had with him when you were out in the middle of nowhere in like the cosmos. Mm. We've we've we talked about you guys talked about that. I mean, I think spoilers are 
Oh yeah, you, you I, listen to this point, yeah, dude. Look, if you are listening to this a full year after <laughs> something came out, it's not my problem if you don't know spoilers yet. Like, yeah, it's uh. <clears throat> But it was like the perfect guy moment. They're like about to talk, and then Timey's like, "Oh, hey, like yeah, we don't have to talk about this, but we kind of, kind of know, but we kind of don't." Who cares about feelings? But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, was there was there anything else we wanted to talk about on the uh, history of Guild Wars over the past two years and our engagement on it, or do we want to move into? current events news things that we didn't get a chance to podcast about because life i'll I'll, I'll keep going for a little bit all right if i can keep my train of thought but yeah um i i do i agree with what spirit said there seems like a huge misopportunity for the char especially um and i mean it's nice to see the what are they the omicron yeah Mm -hmm. it's nice to see the omicron i liked them a lot because we got to see you know a different aspect of char they aren't legions and military they're acting like um, uh, more family and community oriented than um, a soldier a nation, which I thought was cool. I mean, good to see that and see that you know, all Char don't subscribe to the legions. But you're right. I mean, when it comes to background lore and stuff, you'd think that the Char would be right there and developing. I mean, the Norn, the Norn showed up late in the game in Guild Wars original, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess I'm not as attached to them, but it does feel like a huge missed opportunity. And I would say that you hit the nail on the head. Spirit was saying that there's things that weren't developed, especially since they were, you know, so they were broadcast at release. I mean, they were kind of parts of that manifesto that you know we don't really talk about anymore. But anyway, I think that's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Yeah, I guess I just want to be clear. Like, I don't, I don't want to hold ArenaNet forever to the stuff that they they were going to do six years ago. And I fully understand that they have to make decisions about what they have time to focus on. The commander can only be in so many places, you know, and uh, yeah, they have to make a decision about, about which stories to tell. I'm just very disappointed that the one that didn't happen was the one I was most invested in, I guess. I mean, I think Um, we've talked about it before originally more with regard to cosmetics, but that, yeah, I think that the decision to have multiple races, uh, at the outset of Guild Wars 2 has has turned out to be something they didn't really think through for the long term and have probably at least unofficially regretted it because uh, you know, I, like I said, with cosmetics it's definitely a thing where Char got really the short end of the stick on, yeah. on that um, but, uh, you know, that's not to blame the artist, that's just a matter of how much time you have and whether or not you want to make five customized sets of everything times two for genders um but the story is a similar you know it's it's the same casualty it's we only have so much time to create these stories and we only have so many resources to do them and we can only come out with them every so often and there's not enough time to do it for all of the races and so you know they pretty much focus on the one or two that are generally the most popular or have the most pre-established lore Mm-hmm. And you know that that feels bad for people that really love some of those other races, uh, but that's just sort of a practical matter, unfortunately. And you know, I like I said, I think that if we were never allowed to make Norn and Char, people wouldn't be quite as upset about it because you know you take what you can get, and it's not as big of a deal that the NPC Norn and Char are doing these cool events because you know, well, the NPCs do cool things and you get to learn more lore, 
but when it's the player character who isn't doing those things but they like lore wise should be uh you know uh, yeah it's it's frustrating when the main reason for that is you know too broad of scope and i and i think that they've had problems with too broad of scope with all sorts of things in the game Mm -hmm. i mean so anyway yeah but what spirit said about you know the commander can't be everywhere at once and maybe i'm completely wrong here but i got the feeling and i think i don't maybe i'm completely wrong but i think it's the kind of lore that um the raiding isn't the commander that's like a group of mercenaries or something and i think that's good i like that that way unless i'm completely wrong yes yes i agree um yeah there's not that much story in lore but they are at least going into forsaken thicket and then i think it gets a little bit more nebulous after there you're the characters that go raiding are an elite group of mercenaries, and I love the mercenaries so much. They don't take shit from anybody, let alone <laughs> Glenna. Yeah, yeah, I like that there's that division that I, that I was paying attention that, that, yeah, that it is not Commander, and that's a group of mercenaries. I think that, that makes things a little more I don't know, lower paddle, palatable for me at least, I don't know. Yeah, well, and also when it comes to you know whether something should have been the commander you have that conflict if you're not a norn where people that like norn maybe would have been upset if a non-norn was the one breaking the the tooth of jormag right yeah but they're not they're not gonna like do a whole separate instance if you are versus aren't norn for who does who breaks the tooth you know um no not necessarily but uh you know they do have a lot of the phasing for uh, profession and race specific and even more than that dialogue uh, so true kind of a comment but like usually a dialogue is instance, much smaller yeah right it's like one line here or there it's not i don't think it would have to be more i guess it would depend on how it went down but i don't think it would have to be more than that necessarily because people could still be mad and then you could still lead the north north and they could just have more doubts or less doubts depending on who had done it you know just kind of like how um uh, hot handled the Silvari, you know, where mm-hmm. certain NPCs were apprehensive to follow you or gave you back sass if you were a Silvari, and sometimes you could hear more Jamoth or whatever, but it was essentially the same experience. It was just that uh, you heard certain different things, and that changed the uh, color, the mood of certain instances. But what I'm saying is that um, in, in one instance here, it might... Uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is... what. Uh, if the commander isn't the one who breaks the tooth because they wanted it to be a Norn, in one situation you would have an NPC that is the, quote, leader, and one you'd have the player that's the leader. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, pretty different from NPCs just sort of treating you different. Like, the story beats would sure. have to be different. Unless they did just make the commander do it regardless of what race you were. Yeah, so, I mean... Well, which, that's why they, they just could have to- done. They just need to bring back, you know, the multiverse and the mists and say, you know, all of them happened and they're all equally true. (laughs) Sure. I don't know. That might be encroaching in on, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls lore. You can't have any dragon breaks in Tamar or the Tamarail is in, in, uh, you know, Guild Wars. Tyria. Tyria. There you go. Thank you. We'll start with a T. Well, on a related note, speaking of things that uh, we've enjoyed about the game over the last few years, actually something that's been gone from the game for the last few years, but has made a reappearance this year finally as a festival. We have the Festival of the Four Winds again, which we had uh, entirely happened in the time that we were not able to podcast, and I'm sad mm-hmm. that we didn't get to, because there was a lot to talk about in it. But uh, we can talk about it now, if you guys have anything you want to say about it. Uh, I... 
I guess I would just start and say that I was surprised that I didn't play it as much as I thought that I would. And I think it's interesting because the inclusion of mounts and the sort of scale creep, if you want to call it that, of the expansions, which is which is not a bad thing, but the the newer living story and the newer uh, maps in the expansions are absolutely massive. And I love that, but it it has made the four winds specifically the the um, the labyrinthine cliffs feel tiny in comparison. Both because you have mounts where you didn't previously, uh, and so you can do a lot of traversal paths that didn't exist, and also just that we're used to much larger spaces. And so it was kind of uh, it was kind of funny to go back to it and be like, wow, this this is way smaller than I remember it, even though it's the exact same size. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was very interesting and it was interesting to be able to do most of it slash all of it without ever using the unique mechanic of that instance, which was those elemental node things for traversal. Um, Cause you can pretty much just do all of them with your mounts. So yeah, I, I, it was interesting. I was glad to have it back though. I was kind of I surprised it was that it was a festival. It kind of illustrates how the mounts are evolutions of those, though. I mean, because the mounts are very much, most of them are very much um, an aspect of those, but they're just, you know, the, the updated, newer, better version of that. And I think right. that's kind of cool. A dash or a high jump or mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely true. Did um, you guys yeah, do, it... sorry. Go ahead. Did you do a lot of exploring in that map to, like, talk to the different NPCs and stuff, or did you just kind of run around and get all the the collectibles and things? I didn't make it a point to talk to them, but I did see I did see some of the new NPCs, like the Omicron were there, and there was that char. I don't know if he was there originally, but that char... Yeah, he couldn't have been there originally, because he's asking the Zephyrites if they want... Um, they could find a, a mount, you know, something mean that runs on four legs and is really tough. He's like, oh, maybe I forget I said anything. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> no reason. Continue. Yeah. So I saw those. Was there something specific that was in there that you were highlighting? Uh, there were a couple ones that stood out to me. There were um, NPCs that they had updated it with from uh, Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire. So like you said, the Omicron. Um, I think there were a few frogs from the jungle, which was cool because we don't... It's one of those things, again, like we, we just talked about where there's there's a lot of stories to be told and we can only tell so many. And so we don't see what's really going on with the Itzel and the mm-hmm. New Hawk very often, but to have them included to know that they check in every once in a while is cool. Um, just to see them around again. And there were, there were two pairs of Omicron that I took notice of. One was, uh, I think down by the ship where uh, they're talking about, you know, getting integrated into different customs and one's trying to haggle and she was like, mm-hmm. oh, I was trying to smile and they were like, No, that's baring your teeth. That is scary. You're a char. Don't <laughs> don't smile so much. Um and then there were another there was another really cute pair of Omicon. Um it was two two female Omicon up uh sort of in the cliffs right before you get to the upper uh area with the airships. And they were holding each other because they were afraid of heights. So they were kind of off to the side and and excited to be there, but but nervous about taking further steps and that uh, they were very endearing to me. And they also mentioned um, that they were looking to adopt a child or they were looking to start a family, I think was the exact wording. 
Um, so a popular sort of fan theory is they might adopt Effie, who is the orphaned Omicron that we helped uh, in Sandswept Isles to get. If you if you did the quest line where you get your free upgraded 32 slot bag, all those uh, quests ah, are one. dealing with the little char cub Effie. Boy, I, I should do free. They are great. I highly recommend it. I wouldn't call it free, but it is great. Awesome. Well, it's uh, effort rather than gold that you have to invest to get those bags. But it was fun to get that yeah. bag. Um, yeah, um, I thought, was it Kabuchachu or whatever? The little fiery, uh, a fiery quaggin? Yes, Kukuchu. Kukuchu. Yeah, um, I was kind of sad that he had such a terrible downfall. I like collecting his stuff, and I was sad that he was... <laughs> but I'm like, I want to see him here perform. I don't want to see him, like, you know, becoming an alcoholic and biting people. The final <laughs> act of Peter Freeze. Uh, I've kind of felt like maybe, uh, you know, our our podcast career, Ryan, had something to say about that with his, his disdain for Quaggan. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say they're very polarizing. Go ahead. Was there a... Was there a consensus? I I, I, co- I collected all the posters, but I wasn't very clear on the story. Was it was he sabotaged by someone? Because I was under the impression that someone uh, had put up all this stuff about propaganda uh, about him, rather than I don't know. that he was having a massive downfall. But I, I, know, I, I don't know if it was clear. If somebody just saw something that I missed, I don't I don't know what the full story is. I there. didn't know I like that there the was an idea. That it was I don't if know that wanted his spot, and they were like, hmm, "We're gonna plot to get rid of this quaggan." I didn't think of that. I didn't even know that that was a possible. I didn't think of it as a possibility. I thought, you know, he actually did go crazy and is now in prison somewhere. But hey, that sabotage idea you know, gives him some redemption at least, maybe. Oh, one of the other things I really wanted to shout out was the rental mounts. Did you guys run into those? Yeah. No. It was. <laughs> that was it, really nice. Super for easy people. to miss. Yeah. Yeah, they're super easy to miss if you have mounts already because you're just going to run back like past them. But there were rental versions of every single mount up to that point because uh, I don't think we had the roller beetle yet. Yeah, we did. We did? I don't know. Well, at least there was the core five from Pathfinder Wait, Wait, in, in which run. map? Uh, Labyrinth, Labyrinth and Cliffs. Cliffs. Okay, then yeah, because Labyrinth and Cliffs just came, like, came out in between podcasts and we've certainly done a podcast since Roller Beetles. Right. Okay, well, at least uh, the Griffin and the Jackal, Skimmer, Springer, and Raptor were all rentable for, I think it was 10 mm-hmm. silver? Yeah, I think it was. Maybe it was a gold? In um, the Labyrinthine Cliffs, so... In any know, place where you could sort of race, um, and then yeah. just around. At That's the top a really of the good cliffs, idea. There was, there was, I yeah. think, two or three of the mounts over the top. Yeah, that was a really good idea. And having the, uh, having the, the Griffin, I think, and the Bunny Hopper thing... Whatever it's called, I mean, the Springer. I don't do names. Anyway, um, yeah, they were really nice for collecting all those crystals for that collection. I just did that. I mean, it made it too easy in some regards, but I, you know, I was glad I didn't have to do all the things I did for it originally. So yeah, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool system, and I think uh, I, I might be wrong on this because I didn't actually use any myself. I just I only did festival stuff on my main account, so I wasn't trying out my alts or anything. Um, I believe if you rented one, you got them free for an hour. So if you got dismounted or anything, you could go back to the NPC and pick oh, up the Oh, that's nice. Mount. So it's not like you were wasting all your gold uh, trying to get something and then getting dismounted while you fell off a water wheel. I'm not saying that happened to me. 
<laughs> but you're but, also not saying it didn't happen. Correct. Yes, there was there were some water wheels that I did not remember as having any movement to them, but they definitely threw me on the ground. A few yeah, times. that was cool. I didn't remember them having movement either. Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of hard to get on top of some of them without <laughs> mounts in general last mm. time, so it's hard to say. Or gliding even, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have gliding either. In a world where gliding <laughs> does not exist... Nor mounts. Yeah. Uh, it was a dark time. Dark time. It's amazing how fast we've gotten used to those things as just sort of basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to go in the future. They're going to have to like bundle that together yeah. somehow for people that don't have the expansion somehow. I think it's just my opinion. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know, yeah. because they did a really good job with not really requiring gliding in Path of Fire, Path of Flame, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I would argue that that's because mounts are superior to gliding. Yeah. Oh, uh, I would pretty say much that that's only true gliding. once you get the griffin at the end of the whole thing. There are mm. absolutely places you can't get to. Like, if you just have non-griffin mounts and you go to Heart of Thorns, that does not work. That's, like, that's not... I don't know, true. I love revving my raptor in Heart of Thorns. Gliding, but imagine, but I'm imagine saying, a like, scenario the- in which we had neither gliding nor mounts. Which is what we're looking at for the next expansion. Mm-hmm. Well, it just I, depends we'll on what they give us. Answer. Yeah, but what are they going to give? What are they going to give us that fills the gap of without just copying uh, gliders and mounts without being too samey or overpowering them? Yeah, true. I don't think they can go for another another movement based expansion. I don't. I. Like, I'm not certain about it, but I would be severely doubtful. If Dimensional like, oh, yeah, the shifting. The next thing is going to be mounts plus, and I'm going to be like, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. Dimensional shifting a la, uh, uh, let's see what, A Link to the Past? Everybody's you, a mismer. Where you go to the, like, Shadow World version of the map? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. That's, like, five-dimensional movement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, before we get too distracted, because I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later with some of the news we've had since, is there anything about the Queen's Gauntlet or the boss blitz that you guys wanted to say? I have a couple things, but... I was glad that we weren't uh, slaughtering ogres for no reason. Yeah, the ogres, ogres deserve better, although they are still there <laughs> to be slaughtered if you so choose. That's true. And so now we're worse, actually, because they're no longer <laughs> hostile to us. They're just trying to hide and live their best lives and we go and kill them for achievements isn't that true of everything in guild wars though it's true it is very true we Uh, are the murder hobos yes i i wanted to do more boss splits than i did and part of that was because uh it wasn't very successful in terms of uh how often it it fully succeeded so like the the number of maps that was getting uh gold completions was very low Mm-hmm. And the effort to organize those was very high, uh, much higher than I remembered in the past, which uh, I have conflicting feelings about. Like on one hand, uh, I like that there are things that I, it matters when I step in as a guild. Like uh, we went we went and did a guild event one day where we, we brought a bunch of people from Relics. We made a call. We were like, okay, we're going to prepare this stuff. We're going to go in, we're going to do these things, and we're going to try and succeed this map. And we were able to get several gold. Um, several, as long as we were able to what, keep... like eight in a row? 
something like that. Yeah, as long as we were able to keep people in the map, basically, who knew what was going on, we were able to do it. And it mattered a lot to the people were, that were there. Our our effort made a significant contribu- contribution to the success of that map. On the flip side, uh, when I wanted to just get my dailies, it was a giant pain in the ass to find a map that was organized enough to get those in a reasonable amount of time. But you didn't need um, gold to get dailies. No, but even so, uh, a lot of the things, like, I would say most maps, at least in the first couple weeks, and I don't know towards the end because I stopped playing as much, mm-hmm. but most maps didn't even realize or try to split up, and so they would zerg down the different bosses, and it oh, would yeah. take half an hour, 40 minutes or more just to get through one round of boss splits. Uh, where if you're farming golds, it should take about eight minutes per round. So, yeah, it was just... I just came back later or AFK. It didn't bother me that much because I did dailies probably almost every day for that. And that, that, that didn't bother me. But you're right, it was a disparagement in, in how it worked. It kind of made me feel like at the the uh, launch of the game, I felt a lot like when people would zerg things and not help, just auto-attack. Um, events wouldn't go right or fail. Mm. And it was like, wow, it's it's launch again in that respect. I or was kind- really sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it kind of reminds me of uh, like the Taquato rework, except it's something that is only in for a short time and nobody can practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I it is it's it's just a weird space for me because um, to some extent I feel because it is in for a short time, it's fine that it's not totally available to casuals like like why not have something where guilds really matter <laughs> or you know yeah. people who are organizing it really matter for a few weeks out of the air why not give those people something to do um those people who really enjoy that kind of stuff something to look forward and something to yeah, do yeah it really um, illustrated to me more than even being in raids and i don't know maybe it's because i just don't pay attention how important support characters are though i played my yes. mesmer and it was just ridiculous how much it helped yeah when, when we organized we brought we tried to bring as many mesmers, druids, and uh, warriors as we could just to uh, overpower the bosses for the people we couldn't account for, you know? But, um, oh god, I had a follow-up and I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just sits in a weird space. Oh, uh, I think partially because it wasn't very rewarding as well, there was no... Um, impetus? There's no imp- impetus to learn it yeah. well, and so the people who were looking for that kind of content weren't it, it was like people wanting to do it casually and not enough people wanting to do it hardcore to to balance it out and yeah. i think it, it kind of also surprised me as well because coming off heart of thorns where we were doing much more complicated meta events than that uh the fact that the community didn't really gravitate to it surprised me because i i thought for sure that um given how how we've been able to beat all the events in, in Heart of Thorns, like the Chalk Gerent, I would consider a harder event than uh, boss splits. But let's be honest, that took quite a while to learn. It did, yeah, that that's true. I um, think, one I of think the things really, that was also... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that it's really a big part of it is that, A, it's not rewarding, but B, as a limited time event, that also requires like specific strategies and all that like it's sort of just a a combination of difficult factors right like a lot of those things in heart of thorns we maybe didn't learn right away but you know that 
A, it's rewarding, and, and B, it's going to be here. And so people practice them a lot. But when you take away both of those, and it's like, well, it's going away. And, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't even really do it that much because, I, I don't know, it just didn't really interest me that much. And so I think there might have also been a, a messaging slash advertising issue with it. Um, you know, it's like, oh, this is here slash back. Yay. Like, yeah. You know, so those those things um, all sort of add up to making it maybe an anemic um, experience where the player base certainly has the capacity to do it, but because of all those factors combined at the same time, it just didn't pull together. Yeah, uh, it was funny you said uh, it had an anemic presence because they did that event um, where they were saying, hey... If you kill so many bosses within the weekend, we'll give you some rewards. And um, I don't want to disparage that too much because I want them to do more of that kind of thing. I enjoy that style of event, but they picked some really pretty terrible rewards mm-hmm. to uh, to give people for that. It was um, it was the the Zephyrite supply boxes, which uh, have the chance to drop some fantastically rare, expensive items. I'm talking thousands of gold in the 5,000 to 10,000 gold range. 10,000 gold, by the way, is where things cap on the trading post. You can't you can't list something for more than 10,000 gold on the trading post, and there are items that fit that category in those boxes. The thing is, they are incredibly, incredibly rare. We're talking rarer than precursors. Um, and that well, is why they're worth as much. So, do you know how many boxes I opened? Uh, I don't, but I assume that I think you I opened close to five thousand. Oh, I had, I hoard the. I've been hoarding the uh, sprockets for a while, so I just dumped all my sprockets mm-hmm. on the last day. Oh man! And I opened five thousand boxes and didn't get anything that was worth more than like ten or fifteen gold. Yeah, it was it was pretty dire. There there weren't really something you wanted to. People really coveted it. Like they were nice, right? Like you have a chance mm-hmm. of getting those things, but you kind of know that you're not going to get anything worthwhile from opening them. So. Uh, it's like really bad gotcha rates yeah and uh the other thing that came from it was i think it was either celebration or birthday boosters i think it was celebration booster they do the same thing they just last different amounts of time yeah Uh, i think it was a celebration but that was nice i like having those yeah i i mean they're not terrible rewards but they're not something like oh i need to make sure that i get a boss kill today because boy howdy do i want one of those uh, not that I ever say boy howdy, and I don't know where that came from, but I'm sure I'm going to hear about that from Christian say- for the next year and a half. Yeah, um, uh, but you didn't need to do the boss kill every day. I mean, I had an alt account that did like part of the daily once that got half the reward. No, you just needed to get one in a weekend, but it wasn't it wasn't something that a lot of people that I know who play Guild Wars Two were like, oh, I need to log on and make sure to do that. It was like, yeah, oh, if I remember to get that, then I'll get some extra stuff. But it, nobody was going there out of their way to do it that. I knew in particular, but that's a lot of the sort of hardcore vets who were picking it up by doing a daily or two anyway. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was so-so in the rewards as well, but I did really like having more of those, uh, the hour boosters, I think, is the ones we got. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it next year. I think maybe just uh, it having been gone for a while, people didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, it wasn't quite up to... Uh, I don't want to say up to the standards of the current game, but it's it wasn't quite there uh, in it hadn't modernized being the game. consistent. Yeah, yeah, it it had been modernized, but not fully, I guess. 
So I'm I'm looking forward to next year. See what they'll they'll yeah. do with it. Any tweaks they make. I think Shogaku uh, and I were talking about it just like a few months before. Like, yeah, we're never going to see that again. Yeah. And then it popped up. Um. Did you guys do any of the the one v one arena bosses? Yeah. Nope. Didn't do that. I didn't do that the first time, but I got into it this time. I didn't have as much time. I mean, I didn't get all the achievements done. I wanted to. I didn't have time to. But the mm-hmm. ones I did, it was so much fun. I beat Liadri the first time, and I told it that I am done with that. I have proven my chops. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a fair amount. Uh, I did all the achievements for it. I got my eight or Liadri. I didn't get that the first time around. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was glad to uh, test my metal again. And I did the whole new tier of bosses, which weren't um, weren't too bad. I think if you PvP or do any kind of game mode like that, you probably would be able to beat those bosses. And if you do PvE, like semi-hardcore, I think you'd be able to do them as well. A lot of it is about the strategy you pick and knowing what tools to change your build up into doing different things yeah so i i didn't have too much trouble with those i was more surprised um and a little bit disappointed that there were i think there were some harder bosses in that tier than terai osa but terai osa was the one that everyone talked about because the only achievement in that tier was to beat him despite the fact that there was five bosses and you didn't have to do them in order so i think a lot of the other bosses kind of went under the radar Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually struggled a little bit, not too much, but I think Master of Lightning took me like four or five tries to get because uh, she whooped my ass and put me in a lightning field and dazed me a whole bunch of times. And I don't PvP very much, so I uh, I don't have that uh, experience very often. I don't. You're not Elias used to having cleanses and um, uh, other stuff like a civilian yeah. bar. Um, so yeah, that t- that took me that knocked me on my butt. And then the other one was Surreal, the Radiant Light which uh, is the woman who runs around Lion's Arch having trained for this Queen's Gauntlet for the last four years. They gave her a updated skill set and made her one of the top tier bosses, which I think was awesome. Um, yeah, and She's she had the... a really nasty skill. She would summon three bows around the arena and they would all do the Dragon Hunter tether to you uh, and make you extremely vulnerable and I think crippled and just absolutely miserable, miserable if you weren't dealing with them. So I had to use, I think I was still playing my Necro at the time, so I think I used Spectral Grasp to pull all the bulls to me and then cleave them down. Did but you yeah, go Scourge or did you go uh, uh, Reaper? Uh, I think I was still going Scourge at the time. I didn't change my builds up very much. I would just kind of change characters as well. I was like, oh, yeah, I have that other build on this other character that I might want to use. Yeah, everyone uh, Because was saying, I have the ability to do that, and I love all my alts. Everyone was saying that the way to go is uh, Condi. I was um, going to say, I remember playing Condi a lot in the first Queen's Gauntlet. But I thought Power Reaper was easier. I thought it was almost easy mode for some of them. Um, I don't know. I really thought Power Reaper was just a way to do it if you wanted to get it done. But I don't know. Maybe I just know my yeah, Reaper better. No, I I think there are a lot of classes that... or no, I wouldn't say a lot. There are certain classes that stand out above the rest for having uh, what today would be common meta builds that... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of floor some of them. I think both, like all variations of the meta necro builds, were pretty strong. Just because necro is pretty yeah. strong solo in general, yeah, uh, which is a playstyle that we don't often encounter in Guild Wars Two, and so people don't talk about 
you know, who's a good solo class because you don't run around solo a lot. Uh, I beg well, to differ. Uh, in in the competitive sort of scene, right? Yes. Like yeah. people people discount open world for for better or worse, because um, I don't think people should discount it as much as they do. But um, there's just not that much analysis and development of builds for solo builds because people are kind of content to go well whatever works in the open world play whatever you want just you know yeah it doesn't Um, matter so i think i think solo builds go unappreciated in this game but um i agree because i think um roamers and world v world go unappreciated yeah that too a lot of roaming builds were very popular yeah yeah the liadri mini is actually something that i have frequently just had as my mini ever since so it's been a, a long time piece of my repertoire because i was really proud to get that back in the day yeah she's probably easier with the power creep huh uh, oh yeah uh yeah. yeah uh when i did her the first time i built a carrion set for my thief so that i could power up my bleeds mm-hmm. um and this time i did it on the standard raid support chrono and i ah. beat the crap out of it well, I certainly didn't just spill my drink down my own face and chest. Oh, no. It's fine, everybody. Don't worry. I made it out. Is there anything else we want to talk about with that? Or do we want to talk about other things? There's been so much news. Yeah, I think I'm good on that. Yeah, the only other thing that I mean it was very minor. I liked that there were still um, baskets out in the open world to go get, and that was a daily. Um, I mean, for some reason, when I heard it was back, I thought, oh, there's no way we're going to have you know crystals out in the open world. They don't do that anymore. Um, I guess they do with Halloween, just doesn't feel the same for some reason. I don't know. But I was glad that that was there, and I had fun, you know, going, collecting baskets. And I, I don't know, I had fun doing most of the achievements. I didn't finish out the uh, the Queen's Gauntlet um, like I wanted to, but I think I got most of the other ones done, and it didn't feel like I was just grinding for AP. It was it was fun to do them. I, know, I liked the festival. I think uh, I would say that it feels very coherent in that when Festival of the Four Winds is on, there's several festival maps and it's also integrated into the open world in a way that I enjoy. So I, I guess it like it feels like a proper festival time mm-hmm. instead of, I think, certain other festivals, partially because the world has changed since those festivals premiered, tend to be very isolated. Um, like Super Adventure Box especially, that mm-hmm. one is just, it takes place in the Super Adventure Box. And if you don't go to Radisum during the festival, you might not even know that it's on. Yeah. And I like when they are when you know the festival is on across the game. But anyway, we've got other stuff to talk about cuz holy shit, guys, there's a lot of news. The most news. It doesn't help that we had planned to do one before a lot of this news and then I got the Pax Pox and so I just could yeah. not record it last week. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing at least a double if not triple duty. Cuz life. Yeah. Like you uh, do. I guess Going chronologically, the next thing that we would have found out about was that there won't be an expansion between S4 and S5, mm-hmm. um, which I do want to talk about. Now, we were expecting one. I know. I wasn't paying attention. I don't know that we were expecting one per se, but, you know, uh, yeah. I, I guess on the one hand, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because, you know, like the time between... It, it has not been the same amount of time between Path of Fire and now as it was between Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire, correct? Yeah, I think that's true. Oh, okay. It's been less time. So, like, okay, I, I, I so. wouldn't expect it in that sense, but usually they're a little bit more 
close to the chest with that type of information, so you just sort of don't know. Right? Yeah. They're sort of just like, hey, by the way, we're coming out with an expansion soon. And you're like, oh, I see. Didn't we find out about Heart of of Thorns? It was like three months before it came out, right? That we found out about it? It was pretty close. Yeah. So you said it's a path of fire that was really close. I don't know. One of one of them was like, "Holy crap, that's like, no, I holy crap, I need to take vacation time right now." No, you know what? Path of Fire was the one that was really close because we yeah, learned I about all the right. specializations a lot earlier in Heart of Thorns. Mm-hmm. But Path of Fire, it was sort of like, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, it comes out right after the next Living Story chapter," and you're like, "Wait, what? Sorry, excuse me." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I sort of had a strong negative reaction to it at first um because not you know it's not set in stone or anything the pattern of their expansion releases there's only been two it's hard to form a pattern out of that but but boy do fans um, try Uh yeah no kidding uh i guess for me the last two living story seasons have been followed by an expansion right so it would be logical to guess that an expansion might come after it and expansions have meant more to me in general than the living story stuff not again not that i don't enjoy the living story stuff but i feel especially that in season three and somewhat in season four although i think they're trying to improve it that the living story has become very formulaic and so it's very easy to predict what exactly we're getting with each chapter. Uh, you know, we're going to get a new map, we're going to get a new legendary, and I might not care about one or the other, and who knows how I'll feel about the story, and then I'll have like four or five hearts and some achievements to do. And I know pretty much exactly what's going to happen uh, with each chapter, and so it's hard to look forward to that time after time. And one of the things that I've been struggling with lately is that when we move on from a map, all of our stuff from that map is invalidated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. It's funny to me that we have this weird situation where we're basically, we're not invalidating our gear on a gear treadmill like we are in other MMOs, but we have all this stuff that kind of disappears between maps, like like masteries that are only relevant to certain maps. And I'm I'm not angry but i am experiencing frustration where i want the stuff that i earn to continue to matter and to continue to be cohesive and a lot of the things that we do are very isolated especially when it comes to living story chapters and part of that is about how ArenaNet decides to um ship their game which is that uh the expansions and every single living story episode is separate um they we touched on this a little bit earlier you know what does the next expansion look like expansion three we have to assume that anyone who buys expansion three doesn't have mounts or gliding and so the the content of that expansion needs to be designed with that in mind and things like the roller beetle uh you know only people who have episode four of or three of season four will have the roller beetle and so none of the episodes going forward in season four can be built with that in mind um and so it might not be as frustrating as gear in the fact that you can still go forward and participate in 
upcoming content without having that stuff. Uh, it might not carry quite the same feelings, but if you are playing all this stuff and you are earning all this stuff, to see it constantly, um, you know, to to think that it might be not useful to you anymore once you leave this map or once we move on from this episode, um, I'm getting really tired of that, to be quite honest. So having, we, we're, we're believing based on a video that they released and a new infographic that they did the last year of the game or whatever, um, that there will be six episodes in this season because uh, the infographic, it was, it was the, the tiny text at the bottom said something something halfway through season three. So we're guessing that there's going to be six episodes of that and six episodes of the next one. Um, yeah, just to think that I, w I would like to get to a point where we could have another expansion because all of the stuff that comes with an expansion is is coherent and we can take it between the maps of that expansion. But as we're getting episodes one by one, they just stand alone, basically. Well, and I also want to add that it's sort of one thing to say that we're not, or, <clears throat> or rather that we're getting another season instead of an expansion next and, you know, maybe we weren't expecting that or maybe we were. But to also include the fact that we're only halfway through this season, I legitimately thought we were kind of finished with this season based on the plot events. And we'll we'll talk about mm -hmm. that some later. But, um, you know, this season's basically been going on this whole year. We're almost at the end of the year. And for that to be the halfway point of this season and then another season after that, like that's potentially a really long time. It's, uh, uh, you know what so I mean? Path of Fire turns a year old next week. Um, so yeah, kind of. If we, if you think about roughly what it'll take to get to the end of another season, like if it, if it's two six, we're, there's so much guesswork here, right? But if it's two six episode seasons back to back, it's like twelve episodes. We're maybe looking at an expansion in another year and a half if they decide to do an expansion after. Um, you know, the next season? Because that's a question, too. We just don't really know what's going on. We just don't know that we're... We just know that we're not getting an expansion in the next, you know, six months. Right? I think that's all, That's pretty much all we can say definitively. Well, not even point. close. Because I would be surprised if at the rate they've been coming out with Living Story this year, if we're even done with this season in six months. That's right? true. I, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like say. That's... that's uh, it's suddenly turning into quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's not necessarily the end of the world or anything, but uh, it is something to consider uh, the pace at which it's been coming out and then to say it's at the minimum going to be, you know, that long again before we start the next season. And so theoretically it could be three times as long as that if the next season is as long as this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough to say. And there's another reality that <clears throat> we have to talk about is that Guild Wars 2 is six years old now. Like, yeah. uh, you know, there are lots of MMOs that are that age, but, you know, a lot of them don't continue to get support and, you know, who knows? Like you said, there's no guarantee that we're ever getting another expansion, uh, I'm sure everybody would love to know if that were the case, but obviously they're not going to tell us that uh, one way or another. It's mm -hmm. something to think about. 
I I kind of feel like we will. I think it was stated pretty early on that they have a 10-year plan for the game. Yeah. Um, so I would be surprised. I certainly don't expect them to stop releasing content, whether there's another expansion or it just continues to be living story in the future. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I certainly expect that we still have a lot of content life left in the game. I don't think it's going to be going on maintenance mode anytime soon or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but what shape that takes, I'm not sure at this point, other than Living Story. We know we're getting two more seasons of, or the rest of the season and at least another season of Living Story. So um, I don't think there's anything to be said about like, oh, the game's and dying or anything. There's no, there's no panic to be had. It's just just question marks all the way down. Yeah, and I think as we continue on, the more expansions that we have, um, if they, well, they are, I think they are going to keep the uh, profession system that they have now. Um, what, what do they call the uh, trait lines? The uh, elite spec- specializations. Yeah, the, the yeah. specializations. Yeah. Um, the more of those we get, the more it adds to the game. Really, I mean, it makes more work for balance. But I think it just makes the game more and more interesting, and gives it more life. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't think. I mean, we're not. We're at the point in you know computer gaming, um, gaming in general, that we aren't, you know, craving for better graphics all the time. I mean, we've gotten to a point where it's kind of pretty good as it is, especially not in MMO. So I wouldn't be surprised if Guild Wars goes beyond the 10-year plan. Guild Wars 2, rather. Um, I would like to see it go beyond that, and then I'd like to see more specializations, more expansions with more specializations. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either. I don't, I don't have any strong feelings either way about what they might do with it in the future. I will say, uh, and this is just pure uh tinfoil hat on the reddit speculation uh arena net released a new they have a new company site not a gilders 2 site but uh, arena net specifically has their own site uh that got updated and so people were flipping through all the job listings again and some of the job listings state that they're recruiting people to work on their next generation of titles uh which of course spawns a whole bunch of you know theory crafting and stuff but that's something I just wanted to bring up. I don't think there's anything concrete to be speculated about that other than uh, I think we've known for a long time that ArenaNet is at least investigating other games. Um, they've had they've had listing for like mobile developers and stuff for a long time. So we've always kind of suspected that there's been something else in the works, and I don't think it changes anything. I just wanted to make a mention of it. <coughs> Guild Wars 2 mobile experience. <coughs> you know, honestly, I... Uh, Hold on, there's lawn mowing happening. Oh, I don't hear it, so you're fine on the podcast front. I'm still going to close the window anyway. Um, I would be totally fine with if there was like a polymot game for yeah. for mobile or like like a what's the Witcher one? Is it Gwent? Gwent, yeah. Yeah, I would love like a spin-off card game something like that. Uh, for mobile games and even if I don't care about it at all I think it would be super cool to just have as an option for people who do like that kind of thing Um, and I like my my personal pet thing that I think would be fun is polymock because then you could have the interaction with the minis in game like like maybe if you connect it to your account you get access to the account that your minis have or you can earn minis in the game and take them into guild wars uh, or stuff like that like i my <laughs> my personal bugbear right now is I just really want to use for minis because there's so many of them and there's a mm-hmm. lot of cool ones and I can only use one at a time. Um, and I don't have any reason to collect sort of more of them than I can use and I have lots of them. So we want to I have our Pokemon-style love... cockfights. Yes, absolutely. Guild Wars, please. 
Yes. So I think there's that, some people that wanting be my that. Personal it'd be the breast tie-in for them that I can think of <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. So every t- every time I see a new mini on a Heartbender that I want, but I will never never rep because I have a Liadri or you know whatever my my favorite mini is at the time. A grumpy snowball. Get sad. Yes, tiny mini angry. Tiny mini angry is the greatest. During during this podcast, I actually switched it from that back to Liadri because you've reminded me of the trials and tribulations I went through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so a lot of interesting sort of tangential stuff, you know, in the Guild Wars verse, talking about this, um, you know, these job listings and this statement that not only are we only halfway through, but we're not getting an expansion until, you know, at the very least after the next season, uh as as a combination that's quite a lot to take in so there's a lot of speculation about the future uh state of the game so to speak but uh yeah i'm i'm not i mean i'd, I'd like to see another expansion but i'm not like hey we gotta have it now i feel like another thing that's been more recent and what was it It was when that other mmo failed that seems like it was like six months Bless. ago or something Bless. yeah and there was an influx players and it seems like there's a lot of people just to play with randomly and that's that's fun yeah, I was at PAX, and there's a now console port of Bless that I had to steer people away from, because I was like, <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. I'm like, oh, this looks neat. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> here's a tale of I woe. Think, I, don't, I don't know the full details, but I believe the people who brought Bless over are trying to bring another game now as well. Of course they are. I don't know how they have money to do that. Oh, speaking of which, like uh, again, tangential uh, MMO news: Carbine is shutting down and Wildstar with it. Womp womp. Oh. So that's finally happening. Our our comrades in NCSoft published titles arms. Yeah, well, I actually I mean, never played that game. When I went to uh, uh, Gamescom in Germany, uh, it was like one of the more recent. It was one of the last plays you could play before the game launched. I think it was. Um, there was a Wildstar booth next to the Guild Wars booth, and no one was there. Like the lines for Guild Aww. Wars were like hours long, and you could just walk up and play Wildstar if you wanted. Yeah, they. I mean, from what I read, they actually have a lot of uh, really good systems, and a, and a lot of people consider some of the things that they do have to be some of the best in the industry. But, hmm. um, you know, specifically talking about things like player housing and some things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my impression was that they tried to cater way too hard to the hardcore, which it's always good to cater towards that audience, but that audience is not large enough to be financially sustainable and uh-huh. might have bit them in the butt, unfortunately. But anyway, that's uh, sad news, but also uh, not directly Guild Wars relevant. And when we're so behind on episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next on our uh, our, our document here? Uh, well, at the very least, we can talk about the novelty tab in our wardrobe. Oh my god. Oh. Go for it. Yeah, you sound like you are really excited to talk about this. I'm excited that it exists. I don't actually have that much to say about it, other than I think they did a pretty good implementation of it, where uh, we've got a keybind yeah. for our toys now. We can have them on every character, and I can feel I, I can unfill my inventory slots by putting them into the my account storage. So uh, I think it's a win-win-win situation all around, and I'm really happy with it for the most part. Uh, we know that Endless Tonics are going in in the future. They'll have their own keybind and their own tab within that tab. Which is great, because I have um, a bunch of those. 
Oh, heck yeah. I have a bunch that I threw out that I'll be trying to get back as well. Um, you know, and I'll just have a reason to want to earn those because I can use them on all my characters again. And so uh, I always like when rewards are kind of given a little bit more value, not necessarily in gold, but in usability. They're just things that when I look at a vendor, they mean more to me. Like like I was saying about the minis, like, what am I going to do with another mini right now? If there's a reason to acquire a whole lot of minis, then I would look at a mini and say, oh, maybe I want that for my collection. So uh, I have the ability to collect toys without the drawbacks now, and I am certainly going to do so. Yeah, the the only negative I have is not really a negative. It's more like just a general Guild Wars negative, but it's like, oh my god, four more keybinds? Who has the keys for that? No um, kidding. My god. I, I actually haven't bound mine. I'm glad that we have the option to do that, but I haven't bothered. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much. I will, will clicky my toys. Uh, but, like you said, it's great to have that option, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's good. I was glad to get rid of some inventory space, but it's one of those things where, you know, hopefully it'll actually make them some money, because I feel like the population of players that weren't buying them because it's like they weren't very functional and they took up space is probably much larger than the population of players that was buying multiples of them to have them on multiple characters. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that increased usability will net them some sales. And because I know that that definitely applies to me. Like there were all sorts of things that I just sort of said, Eh, like I already don't use these instruments, and I already don't mm -hmm. use these balloons, and you know, do, like, do I or really want to spend money them? on that? But now yeah. it's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe. Why not? So yeah, or if I had them, they were in my bank, and I'd see some party going on in Lions Arch, and I'm like, I don't want to go to my bank. Oh, it's not in my bank. Yeah. It's another character. It's nice to have them at your fingertips. You know, the one cosmetic I have that's not. Uh, that is neither an infinite tonic nor is it infinite in this update. What's that? What's that? Keel's the real deal. The, Wait, uh, is that the button? <laughs> yes. The, I the, still have some of those too. The things that put them over your head. Yeah. I have a permanent Ellen Keel and a permanent, oh, a permanent Evan Nash blade. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't no. know those existed. Oh, they're really cheap. They're only a couple gold. Like, you oh, can okay. still buy them on the trading post. Um, <laughs> I have had that ever since oh it's 24 gold on the trading post right oh, now wow uh i have had that forever and every once in a while i will just bust out the permanent ellen keel representation badge just to I'm shaking my head right now i mean look we already know that canonically char don't matter so <laughs> <laughs> hot take um <laughs> yeah for reference any listeners uh i uh is forewent even a word? I foregoed? <laughs> forewent might be a word. I think it is. I forewent dinner and instead replaced it with juice this evening. So this podcast is getting increasingly uh, adult and wacky. Um, but yeah, Ellen Keel representation, Evan Nashblade. Look, at least I have both. I paid for both, okay? I've done okay, my okay, dues. Um, yeah, not not a part of this system, but uh, you know, ultimately it that's... Be. That makes it extra special, though. <laughs> I guess be my hips are the, I still have some of the ones that you use. I didn't know there was a permanent one, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I man. guess that's my, my only gripe with the system as well is um, I have some toys from the outfits 
like the the scepter, the Mad King Thorn one, and the Executioner's Axe, and some of those ones that come with costumes, and those are not able to be put deposited. Which I don't understand why, but yet, hopefully, hopefully or are the they just not yeah, ever going I to be? I hope it's yet. They haven't said anything specifically about them, to my knowledge, but I would hope it's yet because it seems like a massive oversight if they're not. Right. Let's hope it's a technical problem. We'll give them sure. the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, yeah. Well, beyond that, we can always talk about speculation for the next chapter, for which there is now a teaser. Mm-hmm. Anybody uh, got a hot a teaser, take? teaser, a trailer, and... Uh, I guess, let's say we're going into spoiler territory, because uh, we'll be discussing stuff from the upcoming... Uh, like, o- only the stuff that's been published, but... Uh, if you haven't seen any of that, or you're trying to save your sweet eyeballs from that and your sweet ears, then uh, from now on we're talking about that. Yeah. So don't listen anymore until you have seen what you want to see. Uh, my my thing that I am excited about upcoming is a new raid, of course, surprising no one. Uh, but I'm really jazzed that it's going to be called... Hold on, I need to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Mithrite Gamble. I want to be right about that. Ugh, I have to dig through my Discord because uh, Google doesn't know it yet, apparently. Okay, well, whatever it's called, it's shiny and gold, and I'm pretty sure it takes place... Uh, or it has to do with the Mystic Forge, um, which, in attitude is a complete 180 from the doom and gloom of doom and the underworld. So is this going to be like a raid in the casino? I don't know. I'm trying to find the article because I skimmed it. Basically, I've seen a bunch of pictures. There was a bunch of um, like promotional pictures going around. Mm-hmm. And so there's um, two, two particular pictures that people have pinned as coming out of the raid. One involves fighting a Largos. And the other one involves Whoa. a gin and a what people are calling Keep Construct 2.0, um, a massive stone smashy guy. I can't find it. There's a new raid coming, guys. I'm super excited for it, and I can't wait to go explore it. So that's what I'm going to spend my day doing on Tuesday. I can't wait to let you talk entirely about it while I have nothing to add to it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's already going to be on Tuesday. Yeah, oh, it's coming. Yeah, this oh, is that the new... coming out on Tuesday. Oh, that is the new Living Story on Tuesday too. Yes. yes. Oh, cool. Well, now I know. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that, if we're going there now, we're going there now. The uh, the the Sunspear Sanctuary is what it seems to be mm. um, that we'll have, and I they they're talking about that as almost like a, a player housing instance kind of deal. Almost it seems, and I really hope it's something that I've been wanting for a while. That maybe it'll have boxes, and I can just collect all of my home instance stuff like in one. Click one. Press the F. Mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. That'd be nice, but hey, what do you guys think about the Sunspur Sanctuary? I personally have a lot of nostalgia towards it because you know it's a place that we gradually built up in Guild Wars One, mm-hmm. and I love Nightfall. Uh, it is my favorite expansion. So. You know, uh, the thought of returning there and incorporating that into a feature that 
we have by we i mean the player base i on personally i don't really care about player housing but it's something that the player base has wanted for a long time and so being able to incorporate it into things that guild wars one players have sort of nostalgic memory Mm -hmm. for is one of the in my opinion one of the great strengths of having a number two uh, expansion so to speak like most mmos are just their own thing but guild wars 2 is almost unique in its ability to be you know simultaneously new but also referential towards its other properties and so like the idea of incorporating this feature into something that hopefully people have some nostalgia for uh you know is potentially really exciting so i don't really have any expectations for it um not not in a like a disparaging way but just like i i don't know what we're gonna get but if we get something cool then that's really exciting so you know uh will call me cautiously hopeful spirit um i guess i'll put myself down as cynically uh cynically optimistic um, Holy crap, I'm not the grumpy one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I I would really like it to be something that uh a lot of people enjoy. I I don't know. I don't I also don't feel very strongly about player housing, but I want something to work on in Guild Wars. I've found myself not playing it a whole lot lately. Um because as I was telling these guys before the show, I really have finished <laughs> a lot of the achievements in this game you guys i am almost out of things that are not pvp and in fact i have spent uh, a good amount of time killing giants in the last week because i just don't have that much more to do in this game in terms of things that can be uh charted by achievements um So I like playing this game. I like hanging out with the people who play this game. I have lots of friends and relics and other guilds uh, and stuff like that. And I like it when people are drawn into the game and we can have things we can do together um, and things to to keep us around so that when people are asking to do things together, there's somebody online to, you know, answer that. Um, So I, yes, I'm looking for things to sink my time into in this game because I enjoy that. Uh, I am concerned, basically, for the reasons that I outlined earlier about how living story episodes go down. Um, we're getting this this as part of episode four. We can assume that it takes place somewhere in that map or adjacent to that map, which means it is forever restricted to the people who have this episode. There's no reason to believe that it's going to be given out for free or you know it'd be any different than any other episode. Uh, unless you get it during the time that it's available. So going forward, uh, you know, the Sunspear Sanctuary or whatever it is, is is limited to what ships with this episode as far as I'm concerned. And I would be very surprised if they ever decided to expand upon it because it will forever be limited to the people who own it now. Or not now. I mean, they can get it in the future, but uh, forever limited to a small segment of the population. Like and other living ones, it won't grow. Now, yeah, to, so- to be fair, a little bit to offer a counterpoint, um, it could be a system that they expand and offer new versions of in future living story chapters, which would mean that perhaps like, if that's a continuing thing, uh, it may not be limited to this chapter. Yeah, I do understand your skepticism, though. That's a, that's a good yeah. point. 
Yeah, I guess they could offer, like, even if it is located in the episode format or whatever, they could offer portals to it in the future so they could continue going on to it. But I would I would want it, or I would hope that it would be something that would grow if, if it's the idea that you have a home instance that continues to grow as the course of the story goes on. It has to be able to do that. Right. So, well, I'm um, thinking, like, sort of like guild halls, right? Like, you have to have... Uh, like you, you could introduce new guild halls, uh, or in this case, personal story stuff with sure. new chapters, new expansions, etc. Uh, but it's what's unique is perhaps the specific one rather than the system itself. Yeah, I don't know. I think we just. I think uh, I don't want to be mean about this, but <laughs> I feel like most no, of the mean. hype like for the this feature reversal. is based on the name of what it is and the idea of what it could be rather than anything that we know what it is. And so people are getting really excited about something that we don't know. We literally know nothing about other than the name. And I worry that people are going to get their hopes up too much and it's not going to be what they expected and they're going to be sad about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I just want what I said I'm not going to get. Otherwise, I have no expectations <laughs> and I'm interested to see what it is. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying it, it won't be fun or interesting. I'm just saying I don't think that... It will? Uh, No. I just... I am not excited for something based on nothing. All right, I've said my piece. I found it finally, by the way. It's on the wiki. Uh, the name of the next raid is called The Mithrite Gambit. Uh, and it says Zomaros has extended an unusually gracious invitation to visit the Mystic Forge, touring an eccentric din's vast treasure houses can't be that risky, but you should probably repair your gear just in case. And that is all that is on the wiki for it, other than uh, it lists foes as Zomaros. And that is all we know. There are a few pictures. I'll post it in the chat so you guys can see it if you want to look at the pictures. I mean, that means nothing, because Zomorus has always been my foe. Always and forever. True, right? This is preserving the status quo. Yes. I bet uh, when we get in there, he just takes all our gear, and we have to, like, Mystic Forge all our gear back throughout the raid, and that's how we progress. (laughs) Yeah, how great would it be if he's just like, would you like to play a game, and you have, like, a 1% chance of success, maybe, and then otherwise you just throw money away? And every time you have to drag... Here's my problem with the Mystic Forge, guys. I don't really have a problem with how the mechanics of the Mystic Forge work. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with them, but I don't have a problem with them either. Uh, But the worst thing in this game is that if you want to Mystic Forge anything en masse, you have to drag all of your items back into the Mystic Forge window every time you want to do it. Yeah, that is kind of annoying. Uh, Yeah, so that, that is my worst fear out of the next Raid Wing, is that they make me do that crap. Uh, are you telling me that you don't want to play Inventory Management Wars during a raid? Uh, that flies in the face of everything I know about this game. I try to pretend that inventory doesn't exist because, uh, like I said, I've, I've I've been playing a lot of Ark lately and a lot of other games lately. Uh, and so when I am playing this game, it's usually to do a raid. And uh, I've tried for several months at a time now to pretend that my inventory doesn't exist. When I open up my inventory, it's a new horror every time. I feel like uh, Shongaku now. I feel that deeply in my heart place. My inventory is the messiest mess, and I don't even know what holds value any longer. Um, It's the worst. I am the worst. I hate myself. I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) See, I just hoard everything, but it's organized. Well, good for you. 
I mean, I have like what was you were so surprised today when I told you I had a hundred of well, like more than one hundred twenty of each of those things that you can make daily, uh, oh, like the spirit wood. Nets? Yeah, I have I have tons of that stuff because I want to be able to make ascended armor or weapons whenever I want to. And do you so, actually make it, or do you just make the stuff just in case you want to make it? Oh no, I've actually made it. Like the time that I uh, was going to lead uh, World v World, which maybe I'll start up again here soon for anyone who's listening is on an SP. Um, anyway. Um, the time I wanted to do World v. World and I need a new build, a new set of armor, I just made it like the next day. And then there was another time that Cole wanted me to do something and I just made a set of Senate armor. He's like, what? You, you already made it? I'm like, yeah. Wait, so isn't it's, it's there no co- such thing as NSP anymore? No, no that's, uh, that's not hasn't come down the pipe yet. We don't know when that's going to happen. Oh my god, that still hasn't happened it yet? Still hasn't that shows happened. how often I play World v. World. Yeah. Are you telling me I could have been yaks bending all this time, that's repping right. the yak slapping... Uh, catapults deploying mofos of yep. the West. You could have done that. God. Terrible. I'm the worst. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I use this stuff even though I, I hoard it. I have, and, and then I recently made my uh, scribe level 400. It's like I'm never going to sell any Why? Uh, wood. <laughs> I'm Why never going to sell any wood again. What else are you going to use that gold on? That's right. I mean, I have a 400 scribe, and I'm never going to get rid of or throw away or sell um, any wood, because I can just turn it into pens or something. There was a time where I used to be one of the rich ones on this podcast, and that is no longer the case. Oh, I don't know. Last time I looked at efficiency, I'm still pretty low on gold. I don't know. I recently passed from the 1% on Guild Wars 2 efficiency to the 2%, and I am displeased. Oh, but it was you because are I didn't play for like two months. The worst. Last I checked, yeah. I think I was in the top 6% or something like that. I haven't checked in forever, because I just don't give a shit about that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I don't, I don't necessarily give a shit either, but it's on the front page every time you go. So I'm like, oh, I wonder where I'm at now. Yeah, I don't even have that. I, look, let's be honest, I unsubbed from Guild Wars 2 subreddit, and so I don't care anymore. Fair. I, I, I don't use Reddit that much, so I never... I mean, I hear Reddit stuff from you guys, so... That's really all you need. Yeah, that's all I need. The more people that are on Reddit, the less value it has to the people who learn everything from Reddit. I that's a really good point. Oh, man. So you guys want to talk about, you know, Joko being gone? And do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think he should have stayed longer? Or, or are you glad he's gone? Or what? Go ahead, Spirit. Um, uh, I actually don't know where this came from because somebody, somebody just posted about this in our Discord that uh, ArenaNet had said they... Um, they would have given Joko a longer run had they realized that uh, he would resonate so much people. Had they people, realized but, people would like him. Yeah, but they kind of felt that they couldn't do much with what was essentially a comedic relief villain from Nightfall, and I think that is a big shame. And I I mean, I don't have much more to add than that. Like, it would have been nice if he had got a bit more of a run. He turned out to be pretty cool um and and was a nice impactful villain and uh i'm sad that he's gone but but how also... is he comedic relief he was a pivotal thing in in nightfall i mean yeah that's what i take offense to is like what do you mean like uh comedic like yes he's funny but also in the sense that like ha 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 thanks for helping me i'm gonna commit genocide now you're the best uh-huh. like and he was comedic relief in the halloween event after he existed in guild wars one and that was hilarious I loved the uh, spar between him and the Mad King. And I remember when one of the Mad King servants is like, "We're gonna kill tons of people." So the paperwork's backed up in, uh, in, uh, <laughs> you know, for for Grant, and somehow that's gonna mess with Joko. And I'm like, "You are crazy." 
But so it was comedic relief in that sense, but otherwise, like what you said, Greybok. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to uh, kill these bad guys? Well, why don't I resurrect an army of, like, immortal undead? I'm sure there will be no consequences. And you're like, mm, yeah, I guess so. Beggars can't be choosers. And he's like, great, I'm going to do that and then commit genocide over generations and grow my undead army of sycophants. Like, he's that's why he's such a compelling villain is because mm-hmm. he, like you enjoy talking to him while also acknowledging that he is morally reprehensible. But so, was, like, yeah. it surprises me that they think of him as, like, lol, just comic relief. Yeah, if that's what they think. It's, it is interesting, because he's, he's an excellent dictator. Yeah, like, he was in the... Um, what's the world? The, the something of the world. The movement that, of the world thing. Yeah. yeah. The movement of the world, yeah. Like, he is effectively name-dropped, or maybe even literally, it's just been six years since, or probably ten years since I read it, got him old. Um, but, like, he is name-dropped as, you know, yeah, by the way, he's marauding around with an undead army and nobody's heard from Alona in, you know, 200 years. Sucks to be you. Good job, player characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like he's some npc side joke character like how we make fun of fungal wallows or like how sin (laughs) is you know a sundere and like smacks around menlo because all the ladies are in love with him like that's that's comic relief like joko is the villain that you kind of enjoy talking to but still recognizes that he is evil af I think he stands out to us as players as well because it's been a while since the last time we had a villain that uh, wasn't was... a god being. Yeah, basically. I mean, we've been fighting against mountains the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, that's again one of the things that I think they probably regret from the way they set up the story is that we started at the top and uh, where do we go from fighting god mountains nature? Also, it's hard um, to make compelling God Mountain nature enemies. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's something we talked about a number of times, but sure. I think it just ties in particularly well today based on uh, yeah. all the things we've been talking about today. Uh, and so, so Joko, t- to have someone on our level was a breath of fresh air, and I think I'll probably miss him, to be honest. I miss him. Yeah. I was surprised we actually killed him. Like, one does not simply kill Joko in a face-to-face fight but hold on i mean all someone's gotta do is go kneel at a statue right (laughs) dance in front of a god it's possible uh i think he is dead physically i don't know that his influence over the story will end i think uh if i'm not hallucinating again on reddit i think someone posted that uh in the end of the living story there's a segment where Aureen makes a noise and it sounded weird and distorted to them so they like turned it up and you can mm-hmm. hear Joko laughing over Aureen's noise that she makes um which is uh, spooky as hell and maybe maybe a little clue to what might be coming in the future I don't know that his influence is done but oh well his I mean, his phylactery is the entire desert, if I remember right. I don't know if that was ever stated, but it was definitely hinted at in uh, Nightfall. You know, a phylactery is a thing that keeps a lich alive, if you didn't know. Mm. That's where they house their soul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not that we know that phylacteries exist or work that way in actual Guild Wars. That's we a know. D&D-ism. 
Yeah, I don't. I there was some discussion about this on our Discord the other day. I don't know for sure that phylacteries work the same way. They definitely exist. Um, in that uh, there is actually an ascended ring called Gilbron's phylactery. That's true. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a couple other examples, but that's the one that pops to mind as a, a drop that I get that's annoying every once in a while that I salvage, mm-hmm. uh, but you know stands out to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, but a phylactery so is like a is like a baby, kind of like a baby version of a mantle. And we know mantles exist in Guild Wars too, right? Am I just in, ter- in terms of there? like a domain of influence mantle, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think a phylactery is just a smaller. If it was were to exist in Guild Wars, it's maybe some theory crafting here. Uh, were to exist, um, it would be like a smaller version of that in a way. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Anyway, I think the point is we're a little bit surprised that he's gone, and the developers were surprised that we were surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how could they be surprised? I mean, I mean, we had we have guilds that are named Praise Joko, and that's become like a internal Guild Wars two meme. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess the uh, we don't really know how it works internally, but the time between um, you know them uh, them deciding point. that Joko was going to die yeah. and the time that we met him and fell in love with him may have been too short for them to really do anything about it mm-hmm. to change the trajectory since, of the story. Since he is a lich, he is not gone for good. If they really want to bring him back, that's the main thing I think about. Yeah, about this. yeah. I feel I. I mean, I'm glad that we talked about all this stuff today, but I feel a little bit weird that we have no, we're coming out of an episode with no concrete answers whatsoever. Basically, telling telling everybody we can we can talk a lot about this stuff, but we can't tell you anything for real. It might be real. It might not be real. Who knows? Yeah, we're suddenly a conspiracy theories podcast. Hey, tinfoil hat stuff. You know, I mean, that's what we've been for a long time. I think in a lot of ways. That's true. Hey, you know, it's not a, a conspiracy theory. What's that? There's at least three new sets of armor coming in the next episode. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all the details again, but I read that there was going to be a quote upgradable armor, and in the in the album of promotional pictures that that's been going around our Discord, uh, there were three different sets shown, uh, presumably heavy, medium, and light. Mm-hmm. So at least that's something to look forward to. I love it, and you know what the one that I assume to be the light version has. Does it have ravens on it? It has pants, Robin. Oh, pants. Those those are rare in Guild Wars. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, actually it looked really good. None I of the sets it... none of the sets features a butt cape. I'll I put it that maybe... way. So that, even if I'm wrong about way. which one's light, there's no butt capes guys. I just thought maybe it was gonna go really well with that uh staff, that legendary staff. That's what I was going. Is there a legendary staff? With ravens oh, no. on it. Oh, right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I felt like when that came out, everybody had it. I, I was seeing it everywhere the month that it came out. I mean, to be fair, there was only three options. Yeah, yeah when Heart of Thorns came out. But I, I think genuinely, uh, if you look at um, Guild Wars 2 Efficiency, and you can, tell, you can see on there uh, mm-hmm. how many people that have it have that skin unlocked. Um, I think Nevermore and Twilight are the most popular two, and I think Nevermore blows Twilight out of the water by like one or two thousand, if I remember correctly wow. from looking at it. Really? That surprises yeah. me. I, I would have to look again to be certain, but I remember being very surprised by it. Um, but speaking of legendaries, have you guys seen the teaser for the legendary scepter that's coming with the, no. the episode on Tuesday? 
Uh, no, because at work, the links from Twitter don't work, and I couldn't find a link to it that wasn't a Twitter link, so I have not. Okay. I don't know where else they posted it, but I have the Twitter link, and hopefully you are no longer at work, so I will post that in the chat now, and you can have a look at it. It's very short. Uh, I will pull it up right now. Did you see the Arby's thing? Uh, No. Uh, so I guess Arby's is doing a thing where they basically just say, like, we'll make any sandwich that you ask for, and the Guild Wars 2 Twitter said, make me a sandwich that looks like this guy, and it's a picture of Ritlock, and then they posted a picture of an honest-to-god Ritlock brimstone sandwich that looks exactly- <gasps> I need to see that! Please, please send that my way. Uh, I, I will do that. I, I will make that happen. Excellent. Uh, I was I was pretty proud of them. While you uh, pull up that video, I'll just briefly describe it for the people who are not able to pull up the video at this moment in time. Uh, it is a scepter. It is uh, rather large and sort of uh, same as American because that might be wrong. It's uh, think like hot style, heart of thorns style architecture and styling. Um, it's got a few feathers on it and a yellow gem inside it, and while you are wielding it, you get a sort of greeny-blue aura and footsteps, and on top of that, you get a little friend, and it is a floating dragon-type uh, thing. Think like uh, Dratini style I didn't see the dragon with in wings the video, but and yeah. feathers. He is super cute, and uh, I don't really need a legendary scepter. And I don't really have the liquid gold to make one at the moment, but boy, if they do one of those things where, like, uh, Hoverrock and um, the Minstrel have an instrument, if they give us a toy or a costume or a tonic or something that had that little dragon following us all the time, I would, I would make sure that I had the gold to buy that scepter, because boy, is it the cutest thing maybe in this game. That is the Necroceptor that I wanted a year ago when I finally just broke down and made a torch. Well, I have bad news. Or good news. No, that's a pretty cool looking legendary. It's bad news. I just wish that, uh, I just wish he could turn footsteps off. Because I think that's kind of what stopped me from making a legendary. I don't want footsteps. What? What is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't want to be you radioactive. You want to be the most uh, visible thing on the planet? That's really. the end game. I guess I do. maybe that's why I can continually enjoy Guild Wars and not get bored with it. I'd never do the end game. It's possible. Boy, boy. Uh, I posted the link to the Ritlock sandwich. By the that way, that is an amazing um, sandwich. Spirit, does it meet your approval? Holy crap! Right? Uh, yes. I didn't. I didn't expect. I didn't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. Yeah, this happened today. Freaking amazing! It's actually incredible. Good job, Arby's. I approve. Statements that have never been uttered on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Twitter's the place where fast food restaurants want to, you know, get all that uh, that viral tweets, I guess. Is what Those I'm sick say. impressions. Yeah. I mean, that started with Wendy's, but I don't know. I feel like we're going far abroad here and we need to get back to. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's been an hour and a half. I think it's about time to call this episode. Uh, yeah. We will probably be back quite shortly since there's a living story coming out on Tuesday. God help me while I'm playing <laughs> several other brand new AAA video games that have just come out this week. Um, 
you know, but, uh, you know, there you go. That's what you do. That's how you guild wars. Is there any final statements either of you would like to make? I believe we have a brief cast cast. Oh, do we? I don't know what's in it. If it was me, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. I'm just glad to be here after so long. What? Wasn't it? Well, I didn't put it in. What the hell is the last line in our... Friggin- oh, that's not a cast cast. I didn't. If if we're doing a podcast before the month is over, maybe we can talk about it next time. Or maybe we should talk about it now. I don't know what it is, so I could not advise you on that. I almost that. don't really want to plug it, but I just I do want people to know that there's a possibility they can get the outfit. Um, but I think it's still not working. And I was going to ask if you guys knew anything about it. the Kung Fu Tea app promotion that's supposed to get you the Guild Wars Two T-shirt outfit. What? Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, here here's this the. the briefest version of the story I can get. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Guild Wars 2 decided to do a promotion with a company called Kung Fu Tea. Uh, they make sort of bubble teas and stuff, and they have an app. If you signed up to the... Or if you if you got their app and you connected a social media account to it, you were supposed to be able to get a outfit that is the... It's the Guild Wars 2 t-shirt outfit. Um, and a code for the heroic version of the game. Um, it has been plagued with issues, mostly because they got just overwhelmed by people who want that stuff, both legitimately and illegitimately. Um, one of the major problems is that the code that makes you, that gives you the heroic version, um, that's the, the sort of version where you get the, like, a couple boxes and an armor set, um, the Crichton Profane or Primeval. It's just one of the things that, that came out of long launch. It's, it's nothing new, but, not everyone has it, and so it's something people want. The issue with that is they that upgrade converts a free account to a paid account, which removes the restrictions that free accounts have on bags and being able All to whisper people stuff. and stuff. Yeah, so there were a lot of people who wanted it legitimately and went to get it, and there were a lot of people who wanted it illegitimately for uses like botting and gold selling and, and just having extra accounts and stuff. So it's been plagued with all kinds of issues. Uh, and hasn't been working for most of the time. Additionally, at some point, there was a change in the rules so that uh, only people from the U.S. were eligible from the, for this promotion. So at the start, people from Europe and, and elsewhere in the world were eligible. And then a few days in, it changed partially due to how the companies, both of them, are responding to people trying to use this illegitimately. Um so yeah, it's been a hot mess. I wouldn't advise uh, trying to do anything with it right now. If you have it already, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, and if you're still looking for it, I would say just be patient. Um, there's still a lot of things going on in terms of sorting it out. And hopefully by the end of the month when this promotion is supposed to end, everything will be sorted and everything will be fine. Um, and yeah, we're just waiting for further news from both both companies at the moment right now to see how things are changing if at all yeah i just want the outfit because it's a cool outfit uh i mean i already have it yeah i thought so but yeah so that's that no cast cast good show though it's a thing it's a it's a half cast cast yeah okay well uh then without further ado thank you for joining me fellow co-hosts thank you for listening any listeners and we will be back shortly because there's going to be a whole new slew of things to talk about so yep thanks for joining us
This has been another episode of Relics of Ore. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofore.com, email us at relicsofore at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.